This is the Life's Better Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the reality that life is so much better with God, community, and purpose. Josh, I'm going to start today off by asking you a question okay. that might be on the silly end, but have you ever gotten your fingers caught in a mousetrap before? Ever slammed down on you your know, fingers? No, no, Never. I haven't. Mm. Okay. Mm. Does that just mean that growing up, you probably didn't have any mice in the house, and so you didn't even have the opportunity for something like that? No, I learned my lesson that sharp pain <laughs> things from like the oven and so like I, I feared the okay. mouse traps yeah so growing up I went through a season where I think both my brother and I went through the season where we actually played with mice traps oh my goodness because of the danger mm. I think we saw my dad setting them and it was just like wow that's so <laughs> scary and we need to learn how to do that and there was always something thrilling about like putting that bar over there in that moment where you had to like release and it's like is this gonna like slam on my fingers or am I gonna be safe mm. and so there was just that thrill to it so yeah we we used to play with them all the time but because we played with them all the time, what do you think eventually happened at least a I'm few times? I'm sure you got, you got it <laughs> snapped on you. Absolutely. And it was painful, and we kept playing with them all the same. The reason why I'm sharing this story is because of something we brought up last month. Um, in our podcast last month, we talked about self-leadership mm -hmm. and the importance of self-leadership because it is so easy for us to make decisions today that are really just traps for us later down the road. Yeah. And we're going to continue that conversation today by looking at some declarations, some choices that we can make today to really avoid those traps later on in life. Now, if you were with us last month, we looked at this declaration that if you're going to lead yourself well, you have to choose no longer to lie to yourself, even when the truth makes you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Now, today, um, it's going to be a different one. But if you did not watch or listen to that episode, we would highly encourage you to check that one out. Uh, this is definitely a standalone, uh, all the same. But it does have a different declaration, a new choice that you can make to lead yourself well. And we actually get this one from a quote from the 16th president. Josh, no pressure at all, but since he is on our penny and our $5 bill, <laughs> he is on Mount Rushmore, and he was born in this state. Yeah. What president am I talking about? Abraham Lincoln. Woohoo! Well done. All He's right, what is, what is the quote from Abraham Lincoln? His is, discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. Okay, I love, love that quote. And although I really love the quote, we're going to change it just a little bit for our conversation okay. today. So when it comes to the leadership discipline that we're going to have is we're going to choose. Like if we're going to lead ourselves well, mm -hmm. we are going to choose what we value most mm. over what we want now. Yeah. If okay. we're going to lead ourselves well, we yeah. have to do this. Choose what you value most over what you want now. Now, if that doesn't make sense, we're going to play a game so that it will hopefully begin to make sense. Sink in. This is a game called I've Gotta Have It. I've Gotta Have It. And yeah. in this little, I don't know, tissue box container, <laughs> we have some scenarios. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to pick out a scenario, and I'm going to read it to you, Josh. Yeah. And you have to determine, okay, if you were in that situation, what would you want in the moment? Yeah. But what do you also value the most? So you're going to answer the first one. Hey, what would I want in that moment? Yeah. And then evaluate, but what do I really value? Yeah. And then we'll switch and go from there. All right, so your scenario, Josh. It's been a long day. You notice your uh, exercise equipment sitting in the corner of your living room while your couch and TV sit in the middle of your living room. Mm. In that moment... What do you want? In that moment, I, I just want to sit on the couch, 
put on the episode, put on an episode of The Office and snuggle with my dog. Yes. That just sounds great. Maybe throw in some coffee. Uh-huh. Like, oh yeah, that sounds great. Uh, but what do what you I, value most? What I value most is being able to get up every morning and actually go and do things that I know that I'm supposed to go do <laughs> for as long as possible. And so you probably need to focus maybe on the exercise equipment yes. a little bit more than the TV? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. All right. Next up, we have for you, Jonathan. You're in a discussion with someone who is clearly wrong, mm-hmm. and they're just arrogant enough to tell you that they are right, and you are the one who is wrong. Oh, mercy. Okay, so in that moment, you know what I really want to do is I want to put them in their place. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Excuse me, sir. You are actually the one that's wrong, and I'm the one that's right, and here's why. <laughs> now, what do I value most? Well, I value healthy relationships Mm -hmm. and putting people in their place oftentimes is not the healthiest thing to do or at least making them look foolish while I'm doing it, which is maybe what I want to do. It's not always good for relationships. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. (laughs) Okay, Josh, here's your scenario. On your way home, you are thinking about dinner. You pass (laughs) multiple restaurants with food advertising advertisements on the window. The smell of tacos is coming from that delicious food truck. Your stomach is rumbling, and at home, all you have are the fixings for a chalky protein drink and a salad. Mm. What do you want in the moment? Mm. I want those tacos. (laughs) And what would the food truck be if that was the, the case? What, uh, sorry, what? What's that food truck actually, I I know there was one that you and Emily Uh, were really into for a while. Oh man, I don't even remember the name of it. It's the one that's in front of Tractor Supply. I think the, I think the name Taco is actually in it. It I don't know what it's called though. I don't don't remember either. So you Um, want the tacos. Yes, and what I value most is tacos, actually. (laughs) No, uh, what I, I I mean, it depends, right? Like, depends on the day. Yeah. But, uh, what I would value most in that moment is sticking to what I purchased and yeah. like say even saving money. Yeah. You know, like I've I've already set this aside. We bought it. I might as well eat it. Salads go bad, so <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, I think I saw a funny meme where someone was uh, looking or just purchased their salad and they said, "Hey, should I actually prepare prepare a salad now or should I just wait for it to rot in the refrigerator <laughs> like I always do?" Uh, it was yeah. it was better than that, but yes, I that's what we oftentimes do. Yeah, it, it, um, Emily and I run into this issue where we we have the right motive, right? We we buy a bunch of stuff to cook all week, and then like people invite us out to things, and yes. then at the end of the week, you're like, we ended up not saving money because <laughs> yeah. we threw away half of it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, normally it doesn't happen, but anyway, <laughs> next scenario for you, Jonathan. You've agreed with your wife that you're only going to spend money on the essentials for the rest of the month. Okay. Later that month, you see a killer board game. Uh, Sorry, that board game part was just me. Once in a lifetime deal on something you've had your eyes on for a while, but it's not on the essentials list. Okay, what do I want in that moment? I want to convince myself that I actually be saving money by buying whatever it is because it's a killer deal, deal. But ultimately, if I don't need it, what I value most is sticking to the commitment I made to my wife because I value our relationship. Yeah. And at mm-hmm. the same time, I value saving money so that we can spend on what we really need. That's interesting. That lie is definitely something that I'll try to convince myself. It's like, <laughs> oh, I could buy this and then enjoy it and then resell it for more you know, and then I'm making money. You know what? If you actually do resell it, maybe that's actually not yeah. a lie. Maybe that's actually just savvy, you know, savvy business sense. Yeah. 
it's just a lie. <laughs> I, I can't. I could, but like. But you don't. A lot of times, okay. it's just something I keep. <laughs> okay. All right. This is the last scenario for you. Your morning alarm goes off. You know what? This sounds like something you've talked about before. So this, yep. you can relate to this one. Your yep. morning alarm goes off. You're still tired. Your blankets are warm and soft while outside your blankets, it feels like 28 degrees. What do you want to do That's in like the moment? like this morning. <laughs> um, in the moment, I want to just sleep in and say what I had planned today does not matter as much as these warm blankets yeah. and this dog who's keeping me warm right here <laughs> and just feels really good. Um, but what I value most is really, honestly, I've learned that starting my day off right and quickly and eating breakfast yeah. and all, like setting myself up, like reading, like all of that has to happen in order for my day to actually go well. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, that's what I should be doing. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Last one Last one. Here it is. Your phone rings, and it's a friend or family member. Knowing how long they can talk, you are pretty sure the answer in the call will be a big interruption to what you are doing. Yeah, this happens from time to time. I, I want in the moment to go ahead and just ignore it, finish what I'm doing, mm. because I don't want to be interrupted. But what do I value most? I probably value getting things done, and it's like wanna, <laughs> I was whatever. About to say, I was like, <laughs> but what should I value most? I should probably value the relationship mm. and go ahead and be interrupted. Yeah, I'm just pushing pull to that. It is. It's true. I think I think you gotta weigh it. E even if you don't necessarily agree with all of our answers, I think we can at least agree on the fact that it's really easy to go ahead and make those decisions on what you want now versus what you value most. Mm. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about how we can move past that. Uh, and so just to kind of drill down a little bit more on this, I, I want to do a little scenario with you. Josh, imagine for a moment, because this, this could easily happen this year, you're planning for a camping trip with the youth. Okay. And part of that camping trip is going on a really cool hike with the kids. So you show up, everyone's there, you know, tents are pitched or mm -hmm. the cabins are, are settled. <laughs> but before you go on the hike, where, before the you know, students grab their water bottles and their hiking jackets mm -hmm. and, I don't know, I guess it's cold. I meant to say hiking sticks. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to do as a good leader? Uh, I'm going to just lead them wherever the wind takes me. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm going to pick the direction that we're going to go and I'm going to decide like, where we're going to stop. Like, how long is it going to be? I'm going to weigh those options based on the type of kids that we have with us and whether or not they feel like they can do certain ones. All of that will have been decided before we even leave. Yeah, you've got to plan it out. Mm -hmm. We all know that if you're going to lead anything, whether it's a youth camping trip that has a hike involved or a family or a team or you name it, even yourself, mm -hmm. you gotta, you got to have something that you're moving towards. you got to have yeah. the goal. Mm -hmm. And so for us, what we're going to do is we're just going to ask the question, well, what do people, those extraordinary self-leaders, where are they leading themselves? Mm -hmm. Where are extraordinary self-leaders leading themselves? And the answer, the answer is what, Josh? It's really what we're talking about today. They're going to choose what they value <laughs> most over what, over they, what they value in the moment. Or, or what they yeah, want, what, the want in the moment. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so what Josh and I are going to do, <laughs> Because this is what we all want to do as we have good self-leadership, we're going to work you through an exercise, an exercise that will really begin to shape some of your identity based not just on what you want in the moment, but based on what you really value most. Yeah. Now, before we go through this exercise, though, I'm going to share a little story that 
allowed me to begin to frame this in my own mind. Mm. And this happened when I was in my early 20s. I was actually living in San Jose. I was going to this really great church. Um, I actually was hired on staff. And one of the guys in the church organized a hiking trip, Mm. believe it or not, a hiking trip with uh, the young adults. Now, Josh, you probably don't know the geography of San Jose, but it's a typical you know, uh, California Valley experience. Okay. So fertile farmland. Beautiful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fertile farmland that used to be filled with orchards. Now it's filled with tech companies. <laughs> but it's surrounded by these amazing mountains. So in mm-hmm. the west, you've got the Santa Cruz Mountains. And just over those mountains, you've got you've got literally the Pacific Ocean. And then to the east, you've got Mount, Mount Hamilton. Uh, to the northeast, you have something called Mission Peak. Mm-hmm. And that was the hike. The mm-hmm. hike was to the top of Mission Peak. And from ground level all the way to the top, you're looking at about 2,500 feet. So fairly steep. And when you get to the top, you overlook this amazing San Jose Valley. You see in the distance the skyline. You see the southern tip of the San Francisco Bay. It's just really, really beautiful. Mm. We do the hike. I'm in my early 20s. I'm living an active lifestyle. The hike was not a problem for me at all. A little bit of sweat, maybe a little bit of heavy breathing. No big deal at all. Mm -hmm. So imagine my surprise where probably about a month later, I'm in church service, the pastor is preaching, and he shares a story about the same hike, not the one that we went on, but one that he went with his family on. And I I could have swore, the way he was telling the story, they had just hiked like Mount Everest. I mean, it was just this challenge. We weren't going to make it. The kids were, they're sore and I'm, I'm, I'm carrying their bags and there's no way we can get to the top. They eventually do and they come back. And I don't remember what the point of the story was, but I remember in that moment, making a not goal. Are you familiar with what a not goal is? Uh, I assume a you're going to strive to not have this happen. That is exactly okay. what a not goal is. Okay. Now, in my arrogance as a young 20s, I made a not goal, and the not goal was to not get to my 30s and be unable to do simple hikes with my family. Because <laughs> he was in his 30s, the pastor was in his 30s at the time, and I was like, what? How in the world was that a difficult hike for you? I will never, I will never get to that point. Now, as arrogant and prideful as that was, I, it was still motivating. Mm. But typically, not goals are not enough. Mm. And here's what I mean by this, and here's what I began to learn. Just because you have a not goal doesn't mean it's actually really connected to your values and what you want to be identity shaping. Yeah. Because the alarm may ring in the morning and I may have this not goal in the back of my head, but unless it's connected to my values, I could easily hit the snooze and say, I don't need to exercise this morning. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal. Unless I have a goal that's connected to a value, a value of greater health, a value of actually wanting to have great adventures with my family. And then that value will actually get me to ignore what I want in the moment and choose what I value most. Yeah. So with this as our understanding, Josh and I are going to lead us through a exercise that will hopefully allow us to create some identity-shaping sentences, statements. And the first identity-shaping sentence that we're going to have you create is a I am statement. An I am statement. And then the second will be a I do statement. I do statement. So we're going to begin with the who, who are we based on our values? How do we want this to shape our identity? And then we'll move into, okay, based on who I am, what do I do? Okay, so Mm -hmm. 
think right, and if you're not driving, well, grab a pen, grab a pencil, because we want you to engage in this as uh, actively as possible. If you're driving, just wait till you're done driving, and you can get your pen and your paper. <laughs> yeah, uh, please. Please. <laughs> <laughs> but what we want you to do is maybe just jot down some of your values, mm. just some of you, maybe four or five of your values, and then start to think through, okay, if these are my values, well, then who am I based mm. on, on these values? Mm. And you may even want to contrast it with some of those things that you find yourself wanting to do on a daily basis. So it might be one of those like, man, I love candy, yeah. uh, but I value my health. You know what? I, I really want to just get lost in this hobby, but what I really value is time with family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the list could go on and on and on. And then once you have some ideas of your values, well then create at least one, at least one I am statement. And I've got a few examples for us. Maybe you have a value, you know, to be that family man or that woman who is there for your husband and your children. And so maybe your I am statement is this, I am a present and engaged spouse and father or engaged spouse and mother. Josh, this is a good one for you. I am a physically healthy woman. Is okay. Sorry, no. I just I thought I put that one in there. Um, or maybe maybe it's say I am a productive and disciplined child of God. Mm. But but create an I am statement. Yeah. Josh and I have actually gone through this exercise with the church staff, and so Josh, I'm going to put the pressure on yeah. you. What is the I am statement that you came up with? And before you even share it with us. Where is the the value? Like, mm-hmm. what are, what is the value that you have that actually caused you to write this in the first place? Right. So, like, I think on top of this, something to keep in mind is that if you heard this as a person who doesn't feel that way, like you're 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 yeah. you don't feel like you value your family based on your actions, and you want to be, but you're not that. Um, coming up with an I am statement that that feels uncomfortable when you say it, I think is actually key here. Um, and for me, like I, I've, we've, we always create a word of the year, uh, something that we're gonna be either striving for or something that we really need to like find with God. Um, uh, there's probably a couple other parameters, but those are typically what I weigh it on. And um, this year, I, there's just been times in the last few years of my life where uh, I've really had a few regrets and most of them revolved around me not saying what I needed to in the moment uh, or me being passive and taking a, uh, a very passive role when I should have been taking a leadership role. Mm. Um, and in, in that, uh, like finding that with God and everything, uh, his help and his leadership, I, I realized that I wanted to be more courageous. I want, I want to be the type of person that isn't mean, but is willing to have the tough conversations and willing to, to take leadership on something that m- might be uncomfortable in my mind or difficult. Um, and is the first person to step into that. And so my 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 statement that Jonathan uh, said, hey, Josh, maybe this could be your statement. And I was just like, you know, I couldn't word it differently because this just feels not me and it needs to be, uh, is I am a courageous leader. Um, and that's that's it, is I am a courageous leader. There, there's no ifs, ands, or buts to that statement, yeah. which I think is important for me. And you hit on something that is really important as well. Josh, do you always feel like a courageous leader? Absolutely not. <laughs> but by knowing that this is a value that God has placed mm-hmm. on my heart, yeah. you're going to aim in that direction, and that's going to begin to shape your identity as you claim this, this value that God has placed on your yeah. heart. Yeah. Uh, I have a similar 
I am statement that I came up with. And it really was based on the value of wanting to grow, realizing that I always want to be improving, becoming more like Jesus. And so my I am statement, knowing that I'm probably not going to grow in my comfort zone because we rarely grow where we're most comfortable, mm. is I am a leader who is comfortable being uncomfortable. Do I always feel like a leader who is comfortable being uncomfortable? <laughs> no, definitely not. But I need to be moving in that direction. And so I'm going to claim that and start moving in that direction. Okay. Now that you've got, hopefully, an I am statement rolling around in your mind, or if you've put paused and uh, you've written yours down, great. Now we're going to create a... I do statement. An I do statement. Mm -hmm. So based on who you now are, I am this person, well, what does a person like that do? I'll give some examples based on our original I am statements. So maybe you wrote down, I am a present and engaged spouse and father or mother. So what does an engaged spouse and father, mother do? I come home from work to help with dinner and play with the, the kids before bed. That's just what I do. I do that because I'm an engaged mm -hmm. and present uh, spouse and, and father. Maybe you said, I am a physically healthy person. Well, what does a physical, physically healthy person do? I exercise for 30 minutes every other day. Why? Mm -hmm. Because that's what a physical healthy person does. I am productive and disciplined and a disciplined child of God. What does a disciplined child of God do? I plan my day the night before. These are all just examples of I do statements based on the I am statement that you came up with. So Josh, knowing that you want to be a courageous leader, yeah. what was your I do statement? My I do statement is I do take initiative and lead creatively rather than waiting for others to lead me. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, in any, because we did this exercise really just a handful of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, any high points as you've been living this out? Um, a couple of times. I, I, I won't get into like hyper specifics, but uh, I've, I've, it, I don't know. Having this mindset has been really important for me because I will now look for the opportunity. Yeah. Um, and so there's just been way more than I expected in the last month where uh, it would definitely be ways where when other people spoke up and said, yeah, I'll probably take the lead on this, I would have just been like, awesome, you go, <laughs> uh, you, you do that. But I've offered to take lead on uh, conversations on, on um, uh, in, in specific areas that I wouldn't have yeah. otherwise. And uh, even, even beyond like church-related things, even with Emily, uh, like uh, not saying that like I'm now trying to dominate everything, but like there have definitely been tough conversations or tough situations that we as a family have, have been in. And I've tried to immediately just say, I will take lead on this. Mm. I will, I will, I will uh, solve this. I will at least throw out the uh, suggestion of sure. where we'll go first before I just say, what would you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I'm curious, have you actually been noticing then that, Although you don't always necessarily feel like a courageous leader, mm. it is starting to shape your identity as you start to claim that more yeah, and more. Yeah, I, I would say too, a person that I've been trying to read about and like really meditate on is Gideon uh, because he's the, the smallest dude from the smallest tribe and like all of that stuff, but God calls him to be this leader. And um, just meditating on the fact that like, in my mind, I still don't think or ever will think really that this is something I will naturally go towards, but with God's help, yeah. he can make me into this 
Um, and then it's just a really good testimony. Um, like uh, another I am statement that, you know, I've never said this, but like um, I've realized it over the years is that I, I am an extrovert. But if you'd asked me that in middle school, I would have told you I'm an introvert. Mm. And in reality, all it was was I, was I was lonely. I didn't feel like I had anything valuable to bring to friendships. I shied away from people because I feared what they might say about me. And, but I'd been telling myself, I'm an introvert, I'm an introvert, I'm an introvert. Uh, but when I was saved, like just a whole lot of, um, I guess, uh, self-value or God value really came yeah. into my life. And so I started talking to people I wouldn't normally talk to. I started to reach out to people I wouldn't normally reach out to. And then he just transformed the way I looked and the way I lived in such a way that when people came and talked to me and said, you're an extrovert, like you're, you're so bubbly, <laughs> like you'll, you won't stop talking. I can easily just say, that's God, yeah, you know? That's cool. uh, uh, and so I think those are important uh, because if you feel like God is place, placing this value on you, he can use it to make you look completely different and then it's a beautiful testimony of where he's led you out of something that you weren't supposed to be. That's good. Thank you for sharing that. No that's problem. cool. All right, so if you're interested in what my I do statement is, my I do statement based on the I am a leader who is comfortable being uncomfortable, my I do statement is every day, I choose one thing that will take me out of my comfort zone, at least one thing that will take me out of my comfort zone and into further growth. Mm. And that can look <laughs> a lot of different ways. And oftentimes I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> but knowing that, okay, if I'm going to grow, I need to be stretched. I'll go ahead and do it all the same. Well, we encourage you guys to not just listen to the, this exercise, but actually to practice it. So if you haven't already, grab that pencil, grab that pen, and start writing it down because we know that life is so much better with God, community, and you will lead yourself so much better when you have that purpose in your life.